previously on Bridgerton, Simon and Daphne kind of finalized their agreement. If Simon got Daphne pregnant, they would stay together. They would make it work. And if she didn't, they'd live amicably, but apart. And that was super sad. Also, Marina had to deal with the fallout of Whistledown publishing about her pregnancy. And Colin Bridgerton left her and all seemed pretty up in the air about that. The Featheringtons are still broke. The other siblings are still up to what they're up to. And maybe we'll find out who Whistledown is this week. Let's find out on the finale of Bridgerton on the Lord of Grantham podcast. Can you blow my whistle, baby? Whistle, baby. Here we go. And for the last time, we're back covering Bridgerton. The last time for now. Yeah, I mean, we'll do a recap next week for sure, right? Oh, yeah, I guess so. So that's totally right. I should take that back. <laughs> you know, it's just like uh, Inferior 7 when they said, you know, we'll have you one more time for the last ride. And then he keeps, right? show- yep. he keeps showing, showing up. up. <laughs> yeah. Even though we don't see him, he's still there. He's still there. So that's us. <laughs> we're done with Bridgerton, but we're still there. For a little and- bit. Well, and we have all of, the- all of today and all of next week. And then whenever Season 2 comes out. Absolutely. Uh, but good news in the world of Bridgerton, they have resumed filming season two, finally. Bridgerton? Yeah. After Are... all the COVID outbreaks they've been having on the set multiple times, oh, they are yeah. forging forward with season two. Now, I mean, we'll talk about this next week, I'm sure, but mm-hmm. what is, is season two just more? Well, this is based on a book series, so it's based on the second book in the series the next season. Okay. All right. And yeah, it's focused on different characters of the Bridgerton family. Oh, maybe it's on Hyacinth and... Uh, no, no. The children. <laughs> Dave, have you ever been more wrong than like putting one of like the children in your rankings this year and then they just never followed up on that at all? No, the person who I put in my rankings shows up this week, and we'll talk about that. Okay, all right, all right. But also, there's a more important piece of news, probably the most important piece of news. Do tell. We got a release date for Downton Abbey 2. That's been out there, I think. I think, well, I mean, it was postponed, but I didn't know it was official. We talked about the exact weekend it was coming out. It's in between Doctor Strange and uh, another Marvel movie or something like that, or a Pixar movie. Well, March I didn't 18th. know it's so, it's so close to St. Patrick's Day. I know it was posted in the Lords of Grantham Lounge. I guess I must have forgotten, but it's official. Well, that's what we're, we we discussed on that. We, we discussed on the, the that episode is true. a few weeks okay. back. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> now I remember. Irishman. Yeah, now it comes back to you. Now, yeah, that's... Well, but people way, didn't know. Now they know. A, we're having a St. Patrick's Day party. We're celebrating Austin three sixteen day, then St. Patrick's Day, then <laughs> Down Abbey two, two day. So three eighteen. We just said we're going back down, uh, and we got a photo release of the Queen from the Crown with uh, Jim Carter's wife uh, portraying her. <laughs> I wish I remembered her name. I just know her as Jim Is Carter's it a, wife. Melda something. Am I wrong in that? I don't think you're wrong. Uh, I mean, she is Professor Dolores Umbridge uh, from Harry Potter. <laughs> Some She's people only may 65? know that. Sixty-five. Yeah, yeah, Imelda Staunton. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know she was only sixty-five. And Jim Carter, you know, he's only uh, seventy-three, about to be seventy-three. So, uh, and he Maybe. only had a baby when he was forty-five, and so you know, I'm just They're, shocked that. Uh, Dolores Umbridge was not in her 60s. 
you know, that they're a family that keeps going and going. You know, you can't <laughs> keep a, a good Carson down or, or Miss Carson <laughs> in real life. Mm-hmm. Uh, it all blurs together their characters and uh, who they are and everything. I, I will say, you know, on the point of blurring together uh, characters in, in real life, my, my phone, if you have an iPhone, there's a people in places feature that groups together all the most common faces that pop up in your phone. Mm-hmm. And today I was looking and I saw that it has my face, my f- mother's face, my father's face, and then uh, Molesley's, not Molesley's. Um, Mr. Bates, right? Mr. Bates. Mr. Bates's photo is the you fourth. You got a lot of pictures of, of our man. Well, when I update the Instagram, I never remove photos. So now I just have a bunch of photos of Bates on my phone. So there you go. Well. I'm not, I'm not displeased about it. I mean. Oh, yeah, it could be worse. The Lords of Grantham is my burner account on Instagram. So when I'm viewing stories that I don't want people to see myself viewing, it's just Bates's face popping up in there, <laughs> <laughs> getting them asking questions. <laughs> Brendan Coyle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Enough of that. Yeah, let's not beat around the bush. We got a lot to cover today. It is season one, episode eight of Bridgerton. What is the name of this episode, Dave? After the rain. And I, I yeah, we do get rain at some point in this episode. That sport. Let's not jump the gun on the okay. rain. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> we have to get to the rain first. Um, mm-hmm. Well, how does the episode open, Dave? The episode opens with some some whistle down narration over some Simon and Daphne milling about in their mansion. Right. Well, she gives us a story first of Leopold. Oh yeah, this is the flashback. Quick marriage. This is a long episode. <laughs> yeah. So it starts with this uh, marriage that happened really quickly between this Leopold and someone else for unknown reasons, although it's assumed that it's because the lady was pregnant and they just wanted to rush away before people found out what was going on. And then they kind of cut to today (laughs) uh, with, yeah, Simon and Daphne milling around. Because it was just table setting because that Marina stuff is still lingering. Mm -hmm. But we see that Simon and Daphne have sort of agreed that this is it. She's not pregnant this big mm-hmm. ball they're throwing is going to be the the end of their short era as far as being a couple in public. Yeah. Before that, though, we are getting a painting of them. By, by Sir Henry Granville. None other. And uh, Good little he, scene. Yeah. He, he keeps directing them, and they just can't bring themselves close together. They just can't show that uh, connection. Mm-hmm. And that's the only appearance we get of Granville in this episode, actually. <laughs> I think we get. Do we get a look at him at the at the ball at the end? The, at, Maybe, but I mean, whatever that, it is. But that's really all he serves yeah. to do, which is a little he, disappointing. Right, and and they do the thing again where they pan over to show what he's painting, and again it's something about stick figures of Simon and just a stick figure with a big butt, mm-hmm. and then the woman with boobs, <laughs> a, and it's like I don't, I, I don't know why they keep showing these paintings. He's he's just drawing them like a child. The pig man is up to no good. <laughs> he can't draw. Uh. But he does get the the good quote of my word, the very picture of devotion, when mm-hmm. he sees uh, Simon put it, place his hand on Daphne's shoulder. Yeah, once that happens, I I, I feel like he's he's sort of a exhale of 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 a little victory on his part, which is funny because you know they, they are discussing the sort of ethics of the end of their relationship, at least as we know it, or as, as they mm-hmm. think it's going to be. And and do we want to just plow through the storyline since we're already on the trail? You know, for once, it's not the most interesting one. So uh, no. why not? I mean, it, it, it's kind of 
we can break it down next week this whole relationship but yeah it's it's just kind of arrived at its logical conclusion where they can't stand each other they need to come back together and so we get a lot of moments of you know Simon talking to Will and Will reminding him you know like uh you know, get your act together pretty much or something like that very quickly uh and we have Daphne snooping around trying to figure out what the relationship was between uh Simon and his father mm-hmm uh, and she finds a bunch of letters that really inform her on the whole situation. Yeah, so that whole episode that was all the flashbacks where she's basically learning all this stuff that we already knew. Mm-hmm. That he, he couldn't read, he didn't talk, and, and he sort of made himself from the ground mm-hmm. up. Yeah, and he just kept these letters all stored somewhere. And mm-hmm. uh, Lady Danbury appears, and she kind of just fills in the blanks like, Yes, what you're reading is true. He was a boy <laughs> at one point, and he could not read or do anything. Uh, and she helped to show him what he was capable of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they, they continue on. Daphne's eating breakfast in the tea room. And, you know, she extends the offer for him to come to the house gathering, ten, or, the house gathering or whatever, uh, that she's going to visit Bridgerton for some family-related reasons. And, and there we see Simon playing with children. Yep, a little hyacinth. He knows how to do an origami horse. Yeah, and he makes a, he goes, <laughs> big moment, big moment. Everyone looks at him like, man, this guy's good with kids. He can make a horse sound. And it really is like the show showing faith in all its other plot lines where this can kind of, this story can kind of ride in the background for most of the episode and just kind of be interspersed with all these scenes of other things happening, you know? Yeah, because I think it's almost a foregone conclusion. There's no revelation in this episode. It's just mm-hmm. sort of going on. Yeah. An ending. Right, with the expectation that they will separate still. <laughs> uh, and and Danbury keeps, like, chiding Simon, like, you're still going through with your plans to separate? Mm-hmm. Really? <laughs> and, uh, you know, they're even still negotiating how many dances they're going to do at the ball. Yep one two or three dances you know Daphne wants three he says two but one well, of them's gotta be a waltz mm-hmm. but the one they do is intense oh yeah they, they definitely They're put moving. in some, some training for it for sure uh, is there any is there any other I mean like, Daphne has a conversation I think Daphne has a conversation with uh, her mom as to how they kept the marriage going and how how like she kept loving her dad you know, mm-hmm. we get an awful lot of time spent on um, Lady Bridgerton being alone too. Considering right. we haven't really talked about it too much this season, mm-hmm. seems very strange to dwell on it as much as they do this episode. But you know, like we said, we got season two coming. Let's let's lay the groundwork for a new man in Lady Bridgerton's life or something. Maybe it just really underscores how important the companionship story is here on mm-hmm. on the show. You know, having someone else. Um. And it, it's funny because by the time they have this ball and everything's going on, there's just like a gleam in Simon's eyes. It starts raining, and then they're having a long conversation about how much they, they mean to each other. Mm-hmm. And everyone parts the floors because it's, it's raining, but they stay out there. Well, Daphne stays out there, and right. then Simon kind of stays out there, and then Lady Amber is like, time to go. Yeah. Nothing to see here, folks. Yeah, let them dance. See you next season. <laughs> Uh, we see the rain coming down in slow motion. It, lo- it looks like the music video for November Rain, because <laughs> it looks like a, a wedding. In, and, in the background, too. 
Oh, yeah, I just kept waiting for him to cut to Slash just marching out, playing his guitar somewhere. Um, really dramatic, though. Super dramatic. Nothing, you know, any scene with Rain is that much more dramatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, Daphne tells Simon she knows why he hates his dad and tells him, like, look, you know, you may not have been perfect, but it doesn't mean you weren't any less deserving of love. And that holds true for any kids if we were to have those, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Simon's like, huh, oh, yeah. <laughs> That's it. I mean, pretty much. They, they, they can't stop pretending that they love each other. And shortly after that, they go back to the room and have sex one more time for the show. <laughs> yeah, and then after the rest of the episode unfolds, we cut back to... Well, we make sure that, that, in that we have to note in that sex scene, they do show that Simon... Or, or has his whole... He blows his load. They have to make that, that clear that he does that, or else it's like, well, did he just get a rag and just do that again real quick? That'd be a great twist. It's like, we've, we've come to an arrangement. He's just fine doing it this way. He's just going to keep doing rags, and then season two, there's just napkins around the entire manor and stuff. There's constantly mopping going on. <laughs> Grimy. Um, but, yeah, they're doing it again, and then, Dave, you are saying it. What's next? A baby. First comes love, then comes marriage. Mm-hmm. Then comes that, that baby carriage. And she's yeah. pushing. She she gets that thing out of there. Yeah, and we see that I ne- a, a tradition that I never got caught caught on to. Because mm-hmm. uh, Simon says it has to start with an A. And then it was like, well, oh, the, the baby's name. Young Lord, uh, the fu- future Duke. Because Does it have, have to start with an A? Yeah, that's what he says. Um, because if you do the, the 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 math, we got Anthony, we got Benedict, we got Colin, we got Daphne, we got uh, Eloise. We okay. have who's the F? Featherington. <laughs> that's the last name though. Fran Francesca. And sure. then we know Jenna. Uh, no, that's Delacroix. Oh, well, oh, that's the case. Gre- Gregory is the little boy who wants to to. Get a, the horse or whatever, and then Hyacinth, obviously. That's a lot of babies for for Lady Bridgerton to to pop out. I mean, a sing, single mother of like four of them are still like kids. <laughs> well, just think about Simon. S is the nineteenth letter in the alphabet, so they had eighteen no, 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 little no, girls. No, I don't think everybody does it. I think that's a Bridgerton thing because oh, okay. All, say, the, like, all the Featheringtons are Penelope, Philippa, Prudence. Well, that's true. Okay, so that's just a Bridgerton. Th- deal there yeah so he's so, so we what do you see think he's, soft, he's softening the, as well as being open to other people's traditions so what do you think he's going to name the kid a-hole um <laughs> he got the child <laughs> he didn't want it he got the child though albert i don't know what's a good <laughs> we alfonso uh we'll find out next season i don't know simon well he's we know yeah, where he's, he's, not on. On. he's not back <laughs> yeah daphne will be though so we'll see yeah, see what I have comes a feeling we'll get a cameo of, of uh, Simon. Okay. Well, now let's. That, that's pretty much that storyline for this episode. They're they're together. Are you happy now, audience? This is what you wanted, and you got it. Yep. There you go. I mean, we saw it coming. It, it, it it's well done. I, I I will say that it's it. That's the thing with romantic stories. Like you always know the outcome. It's just how well they do in terms of getting you there. And I think. Yeah, it worked for eight episodes. It but got it's, us there. it's also like the end of an ensemble movie. Like it's not all about the two leads. It's about the, everybody. So mm-hmm. it is good that they didn't do, spend so much time on them. I was a fan. I thought the ending, they they aced that landing. Yeah. 
Yeah. I think well, we're talking about. I feel like they all, well, we can always break it down next week a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll save it for next week, but good. It was good. While we're on the topic of Simon, do we want to just shift over to Will? Let's, let's go a notch lower than that. One, the one that can be wrapped up real quick. Okay. Uh, Tony. Let's, let's just wrap up Tony. <laughs> oh, poor Tony, man. <laughs> so, again, he's locking eyes with the Sienna. At the uh, fight, mistress. at Will's fight. Yeah. Who's, who's start- with this, like, weird sort of extra from like Deadwood or something this guy with like this this real obnoxious hair no, he's got you know a shock you, of gray hair not not Deadwood Deadwood is a bad comparison he looks like an extra from Jingle Jangle a Christmas story or <laughs> Christmas what is that movie we watched oh oh Geronicus <laughs> the Jingle Jangle yeah yeah he looks like an extra from that he probably just stumbled in from that set who knows um, I mean also Netflix production so very likely more than likely <laughs> but we see that even at this fight the attraction between Sienna and, and Tony is is unmatched to, to the point where they're having they're hooking up underneath the the mat underneath the the stage of the match or the, no, <laughs> under the bleachers under the bleach under the wait it's literally under the bleachers yeah I, th- I thought it was like beneath under where the, the fight ring, is where the hornswoggle down there <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was saying like there was like some under like some like you know downstairs <laughs> but yeah they're like a hornswoggle they're like waiting to come out from under the ring well, I don't think I think it's under what, the bleachers. That's foul. They're literally just doing the business beneath where people are sitting. Yeah. What, is someone just sitting there, just like <laughs> they can just smell? I mean, it smells like boxing. It's not like it's, it's much better or worse. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just wonder how long is this match? Also, where they can just get away away with that? Like, does the match I mean, end early? Accident? Like, what if there's a knockout accidentally? So everyone just starts to leave, and they're like, "Hey, you, you under there." What's that sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're really just taking a gamble that this match is going to go on for a while. Mm-hmm. Well, regardless, we see that Tony's kind of back with Sienna, and yeah, they're hanging out. He he says, you know, he's he's kind of done with this this world of hiding, and he wants to bring her to the ball. He says, now that mm-hmm. that Daphne and Simon are married, the family is sort of in esteem, so he can really do no wrong, and he can kind of. Mar- the, do the old love marriage that Whistledown mm-hmm. always writes about is the most desired thing. Sure. And, and if, you know, it's the score of the show, but it sounds like they keep playing the piano taps from, like, If I Can't Have You by Alicia Keys. That's why I keep hearing when they play that piano. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's that wistful sound. You know, he, he wants her to leave with him. And he shows up with a bouquet of flowers at her door yet again. And this weirdo man who walked in from Jingle Jangle. <laughs> uh, he's just there shirtless, like, burp like who are you bro he's like hey man <laughs> he's got like a beef sandwich in the other hand like what's going on yeah and and sienna says uh no go i feel like this is like the third time we've seen the scene the season between the two of them like we can't keep doing this all right but i i, I was particularly upset about this because like if there's why <laughs> Tony better be yeah. the focus of next season. That's all well, I'm saying. Well, spoiler alert, Dave. He is. Yeah. <laughs> he is the focus of next all season. All right, I'm in. It's all Tony, Tony, Tony all the time. Uh, and the entire score next year will be done with the music of Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> I'm in. Let's so do it. So fans of that. A lot of Tony going on. So, yeah, you do feel for him in that moment. It's, it's funny because he's almost like... The, his initial reaction to her saying, like, no, is just like, what are you talking about? And it's, it's like, just I'm, like... I'm Tony. Don't you know who I am? I'm a, I'm a Bridgerton. I'm uh, the Bridgerton. I'm the elder. I'm A. I'm the A. I'm the A man. And uh, 
Well, we'll have to see how it works out next year. That's definitely not going to be a, C- a Sienna, though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I mean, maybe. Definitely maybe. at least once. Their story not be. over. But, I mean, it's I don't know. I think it's over. pretty definitively over. <laughs> um, anyways, let's get to Will, as you were saying, Dave. So, we see Will's got his big fight. Yeah. And we know that, that Lord Featherington has made him this offer that will make the two of them very wealthy. Mm-hmm. And we see Lord Featherington goes up to these sort of uh, bookies. And he's like, hey, guys, um, your boy's back with a big bet. And they're like, all right, what's the bet on? And he's like, oh, I want to bet on on uh, the other guy. And they're like, yeah, but you're like, how, why? And he says, well, it doesn't matter why. And they're like, we don't <laughs> trust you. And he's like, well, he's look, like well, I'll give you the house. Yeah, here's the deed to my house. <laughs> like, it's right. like that's if there was ever a way to convince people, you know, that you're serious. Here's the deed to my house. Uh, and these guys exchange a glance at each other, like, I don't know, I don't know if I if we should believe this guy. <laughs> There's yeah, something up you here. You don't say. And he he seems crooked. He looks crooked. There's something crooked here. And then we see the fight, mm-hmm. and Will goes down. I mean, Will puts up a, you know, he puts up a show. Before the match, we even see, like, Simon is late, and Will's like, come on, man, why, why are you you late to my fight? And, yeah, Will puts up a show, and then he takes the, the beating. He doesn't he doesn't take a licking mm-hmm. too bad. It's just enough to, to fall on the ground and sell it to the point where Simon knows he's he's lying. Oh, yeah, he faked yeah. It. And Simon has a great, there's a great interaction between the two of them where Simon's like, why'd you have to do that, man? I would have given you money if you need it. And, and Will goes... Why don't you stop worrying about my marriage and start worrying about your own marriage, dude? <laughs> and then Simon's like, I'll fight right now. I'll throw it out. And Will's like, I didn't actually lose, man. I could still rough you up. He's still got plenty left in the tank. Yeah. And it's funny. We said the same exact thing last week where it's just like, why doesn't he just ask Simon for money? <laughs> and Will's like, I'm too honorable. It's like, you're too honorable, but you just literally faked losing a fight. <laughs> you're also, with all due respect to him, kind of kind of a, not, a, not a great, like, apartment layout relative to what we're used to seeing yeah you just wonder the whole time like why why didn't he just get money from simon or just simon just give him money to take care of him especially since he's his trainer you think Mm -hmm. he'd like pay him better yeah yeah Uh, or at least donate to the gym or something yeah and it's a it's a credit to will that he's able to flip this on simon and make simon look like the bad guy hey i mean the good thing is that the uh the bookies don't take it out on on will no. So we see no, our boy. They did not. But, I mean, it, it is funny, though, during that boxing match, everyone's pretty much cheering for Will, except for Lord Featherington, who's like, come on, beast! Beast! And so he's just the only dude in the audience going buck wild for this dude. He's got to play the part, right? <laughs> Cannot be look more conspicuous. And he also well, looks pretty conspicuous when he goes to celebrate at the brothel. Oh, yeah. yeah he's going to have a good time. And they're like, we only got the best for you, Lord Featherington. <laughs> And, and he's got a lot of he's like a lot of money to give to to his wife there. She's like, "Oh, we can buy new dresses for the girls now. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we can move up to." She's excited. She says, "No more of that." Yeah, and she doesn't even ask any questions really to how he got that money necessarily. And he does say a bet too, so he's not. There's not even any sort right. of uh, hiding behind it. She's aware yeah, that he, this has come come off of a wager. He's not lying. Yeah, he, he's just. And omitting. he said it's a hunch that he he got it from. Mm-hmm. 
Either way, uh, gets into this brothel, and they say, we mm-hmm. got a room for you, Lord Featherington. But it ain't, it ain't a woman in the room waiting for him. It's two men. It's the bookies. And then Granville's there, too. <laughs> it's a grand old time. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Either way, uh, this is the last we see of Lord Featherington. <laughs> <laughs> so long and farewell. Bon voyage. Piece of trash. Um... What do you think? Who, who, who could have guessed this would have happened? I think he would get killed. <laughs> I mean, you got to be careful with your money. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's almost like um, like Dungeons and Dragons or something. He just had a bad dice roll and just like the worst outcome possible could happen oh, yeah, for like Featherington. A zero. He blocked the yeah. roll completely. <laughs> you're just, you're dead now, sir. And yeah, we see the Featheringtons come home at some point in this episode and they tell him, uh, Lord Featherington ain't coming home. They're like, huh? Like, oh, he uh-huh. did. And then we see Lady Featherington. The first thing she does is she goes to the the old purse or whatever. He's got mm-hmm. his little money bag. It's empty. Yeah. And to jump ahead, just by the end of this episode, we learn there's going to be a new inheritor of their estate. And we don't know who it is, uh, but it doesn't seem like someone who's exciting for her. They say it's a lawyer uh-huh. by the name of Matthew Crawley. Really? A <laughs> hundred years early. Cra- crikey. <laughs> yeah. But what, Paul Hogan is actually moving in there? No, d- oh, no, that's that's that. <laughs> Cousin Matthew says crikey. I believe that's the he, line that he says in that scene in Down. Oh, that's right. He, he does. He does say that in Downton Abbey. <laughs> For all the listeners out there who follow us from Downton Abbey to this. Um, so that pretty much <laughs> wraps up Lord Featherington uh, completely end to end. That is That is it for him. And Will, we just are left to assume he just has a lot of money. Hopefully. I mean, hopefully enough to at least stay safe. He can't go spending because then the, the, the bookies are going to come after him. Yeah, usually you'd think the fighter would get a lot more blowback than he does because, you know, he's a man of a lowly position, but <laughs> I guess he just made out really well. So um, good mm-hmm. on Will. Yeah, and uh, what else do we have to... I think Marina. Let's, let's yeah, get to do Marina. Marina, and then we got the, the big one after that. Yeah, Eloise and Penelope. So Marina, so, we got a visit. Yeah. Daphne's uh-huh. letter that Marina was so mean about that she said was well, going to be useless. Well, one one quick thing before we get there is uh, last week she was passed out from the tea. Let's not oh, forget. Yeah, we, now, we almost forgot that. <laughs> we keep forgetting the, the critical now thing. she's kipped up. She's back. <laughs> yeah. But she um, thinks that she killed the baby. Right. She is no longer with child, she thinks. She would have felt something by now. Mm-hmm. Whatever was in that tea was uh, real potent. And we see somebody comes to visit. Right, because of the letter. As because saying, of the Dave. letter. But it's not Sir George. It's Mm-mm. Sir George's brother. Philip. Yep. Uh, and he has a has a bit of bad news. George, George, uh, George he, Dunn died. He died on the battlefield several weeks ago. Don't know what the battle was. Don't know what the war was or anything. He just died on the battlefield a yep. few weeks ago. Yep. Uh, and Marina is uh, beside herself. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Daphne stops her, and she was just like, he was writing this whole time. And, you know, thanks for, for you know, tying this all up in a, in a loop for me. But, man, this sucks. <laughs> Pretty <Yeah>. much. <laughs> sucks then, to be me. Then Sir Philip is like, hey, I've got a solution. Why don't mm-hmm. I marry you? Now, Dave, what'd you think of this solution? I thought it was awfully noble. I thought I think this woman, really. I think Marina is handed 
opportunity after opportunity in this show. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, she says no to Sir Philip. Right, she squanders each opportunity, but at the same time, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> You're telling me, put yourself in his shoes, Dave. If your brother passed away and his girlfriend is out there, do you just go and show up and say, marry me? <laughs> I mean, I think there's a lot more to it than that. You're, because you're, it's his this his, is also 1810 or whatever the show takes place sure that i think it's an honor situation he'll bring a little bit more honor to his family and and become the father figure to his nephew or niece who is not dead by the way i mean they're paternal it, brothers they're not eskimo brothers i, I don't know man <laughs> not yet <laughs> not yet well, there's not something a little apparently. freaky about that there's just something odd about like oh i saw who my brother was with I want some of that. <laughs> like, I mean, you can see that it, this isn't like a love gesture he's doing. He's doing it out of kindness, and and it's still you know, a little freaky to me. It's still, it's still a little it's freaky. A little freaky. It's a freaky situation he's been put in. I, I don't know. I, I I would I would offer her like you know a place to come stay and everything. The, the saying like "marry me" is a is a bit of a it's a bit much. It's like I, I understand the timing. This is also a fictional universe, so it doesn't really matter. But we see like Lady Featherington's like, yeah, but imagine, or is it one of the sisters is like, all oh, the good that like, you can do for all of your cousins who have been so good to you this season. Yeah, this is your way of like making everything right. And she says no. Maybe because she's a little put off by George still being dead. She just got this news and she's still trying to deal with it. And she's like, I don't want to hook up with his brother too. I don't know. Well, I mean... That tough luck, Marina. You can't. You, you, she. You can't always get what you want, but she wants way more than she can ever get. Yeah. Who knows? She. She needs a doctor either way. Because she's not feeling right, and we find out that no, she couldn't be rid of the child just from drinking tea. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Should have had Doctor Clarkson come to give that news. That would have. Been, yeah. It was it's placebo. Like, that's how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and. The episode just kind of jumps ahead, and it's just like, oh, she's just heading off with Philip now in the carriage. <laughs> like we don't really see much of a follow up, uh, other than she's still with child, and then she just she's just gone. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, we see her getting in the carriage. Like you find love. Uh, oh, she does have a conversation with Miss Featherington about when Lord Featherington is found to be dead. You know, like how did you stay in love with this guy? And she's like, well, you, you know, you find things to love about someone. Mm-hmm. To, to, to stay in love you know you don't stay wholly in love and then I think that gets through the marina a little bit to try out this Phil guy good good for, I mean I, I still they didn't they didn't do it we, I, we've been saying the whole time and I will talk about more in depth last next week but mm-hmm. you know they we, we were kind of promised not promised but the storytelling a lot of focus on marina and the situation mm-hmm no redemption story here for Marina, in my opinion. And she doesn't even show for for a second. We don't even see her pregnant, <laughs> pregnant at all. I mean, she gets out of there before everyone can find out, and that's the point of the story is that she can hide away and have this child. Uh, yeah, just a lot of just a lot of bad news for her throughout this entire season, <laughs> just mm-hmm. one week after the other. Not not good. Um, and to put a bow on the Featherington situation, yeah, the mother is beside herself because now her husband's dead and they're without someone. Um, I guess we still have Penelope to resolve, but the daughters. Yep, uh, yep, yep. Where that's one of them's got the guy. The Finch. L- yep, Mr. Finch. So Dave, take it away. He's back. That's it. Uh huh. Yeah, he wants to dance with one of the daughters. Welcome home. Yeah, it, it's funny because 
when Featherington reminds her daughter of Mr. Fence, she's like, huh? Like there was uh, like he ever took back his offer for me to marry him, you know? But the deal's on the table. It's going to happen because yeah, Marina's taken care of, and they, we also see in this episode that you know them being invited to this ball at, at the Bridgertons is kind of wiping away any bad news about them. It's making good on them. So, mm-hmm. and this is Daphne sort of doing her part to to help them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. We'll see how the Featherington's wind up next year because I imagine the father dying is going to maybe throw uh, a wrench into the Finch uh, plans potentially. Yeah, but we have but one tale left to tell, right, of this episode? Uh, like intertwined like, yeah, tales two. of the, the Eloise and Penelope situation. And, and uh, Benedict. And Benedict's just popping up. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Eloise thinks that she's figured it out. Delacroix is whistled down. And she goes to... Talk to well, Del- Ms. Lady De- Mrs. Delacroix. Well, she tells it. she tells Benedict first, like to be careful around this Delacroix woman. Mm-hmm. She she knows things. She can share information that he may not want be, uh, out there. Yeah, and there's a good conversation where, where uh, Benedict is like, "I've become friendly with Mrs. Delacroix." And Tony's like, "All right, hey, cool, cool, dude. Yeah, good for you, bro. Uh, that, that's yeah, it's a little later meet? in the episode. That, yeah. Oh, that's a, uh, a cool party at a uh, Sir Henry Granville's house. Yeah, I, I do like, like the end of that man. The bro relationship of like him being like, okay, all right, Delacroix, all right, Wild dude, oats, baby, Colin didn't yeah, do so, it, so those oats. And I, I, I feel like this is the only episode where we actually see the brothers hanging out. Like all three of them go to the boxing match together. <laughs> That's like the only time I think we've seen all three of them just doing something together. Yeah, we don't see um, the little baby boy, the one who who just pops up, Gregory. Yeah, and they, they all look the same. So. Yeah, Eloise goes to visit Delacroix in her, sh- her shop. Uh, she needs a new dress. Oh, ben- Benedict's upstairs. Yeah, he just stumbles downstairs, and it's like, huh? He's just, you know, <laughs> he's just having a good time. Yeah. And Eloise just sort of lays in heavy, like, if I were Lady Whistledown, I wouldn't do anything crazy. Yeah. And it's this real heavy-handed scene where Delacroix's like, well, you know, like, oh, you know, with her fake French accent. That comes and goes throughout this episode. Like it comes in real strong sometimes, and then it just drops. And the actress is, is British, so you can see she's. Well, and we also know in, in kayfabe it's fake too. Oh yeah, right. Because, yeah, because as Marina found out, a good thing she did that had zero payoff. Yep, she's not really that French. Um, but uh, yeah, Eloise is like accusing her almost to her face that you're whistled down. I know, and Delacroix like kind of playing, leaning into it. But it's just a weird, silly scene. Uh, I, I do like, though, Benedict just stumbling down. I, I love the way they, they handle him in Granville, where they don't really put a label on them. They just hook up with whatever's around them. And it's like, hell yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I feel like uh, Benedict is, is... And I think we saw last episode that um, Henry Granville is in love with that man. Mm-hmm. And and it's not necessarily that they're... Um, you Especially know, lovers. I think I think it's it's one of those things that these these are both unconventional situations that they're sort of aware of. Yeah. And we see so later on as the episode goes, but Benny, yeah, kudos him for getting his eggs poached. Good yeah, for him. Yeah, Ben. Good work. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, we see El- Eloiso after she visits Delacroix, uh, telling uh, Penelope uh, that she's uh, figured out 
you know who uh, Whistledown is. Mm-hmm. This is right after the the bros give dap to each other for him hooking up with Delacroix because mm-hmm. always again tells Benedict be careful. And Benedict says like, don't you come around and poke your nose in my business, okay? I'm hooking up with this lady. Don't don't make me look bad. I'm gonna eat your chocolate, by the way. And they all eat her her chocolate from her box. Uh, but yeah, Penelope shows up and she is looking at Colin who's singing. I'm not a fan of his singing voice. I don't know about it's, you, Dave. It's not a bad singing voice, but it's not up my alley. No, but Penelope is enthralled. She 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 just can't deal. She is frothing at the mouth mm-hmm. until Eloise says, like, sit down over here. I know who who uh who whistled down is. Yeah. And tells her it's it's Delacroix. True indeed. Yeah. So she's gonna, you know, tell the queen when she has the chance of what's going on and we got to also just throw in this whole little thing about Colin real quick. Yeah. Colin comes up to Penelope and he's like, hey, I got to tell you, I'm sorry about everything that went down. Well, before even that, though, I mean, when before the ball, Penelope tells like Eloise, like, I don't care about this, this stuff anymore. <laughs> Again, you know, like I'm too depressed. I'm too upset, you know, or whatever, because mm-hmm. she just won't give up on this Colin guy. But yeah, now they're at the, the, the ball. Everyone and everyone's complimenting Eloise and how pretty she looks, but yeah, Penelope and Colin have a moment. And Colin's like, "I, I, I got to take your advice. I need mm-hmm. to spread my wings and fly." And she's I like, "Oh so yeah, <laughs> finally, she, he's gonna, he's gonna pick me." And then he says, "No, I'm traveling. I'm going abroad." <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "What were you gonna tell me?" And she's like, "Oh, oh, oh, uh, nothing." Right, she like, says, "I got something to tell you." She, she was pining for him. She, yeah. she, she, she's got a, got a crush, and he, he's too daft to to recognize that. No, he's not. He's not a great, great dude. He's a little. Daft. I mean, he's just yeah, very daft. Just can't figure things out. But he's going on tour, and maybe he'll become all the wiser for it. Mm-hmm. And we see that Eloise goes to tell the the queen's man, and, and he does ask her to dance though, and she's like, no, nah. <laughs> it's just the moment passed. Yeah, it can't be a flirt anymore. Nope. So yeah, Eloise goes to talk to the queen. And the queen's man walks up, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yo, you don't talk. The queen does not need to talk to you. We figured out who, who we're after." Yeah, we we already know where the stuff is being print from, printed from. We're gonna seize them tonight. We got it figured out. And then we see Eloise is like, "Oh no, they're gonna kill De La Croix," <laughs> which is insane. Like she's so concerned about this De La Croix, concerning this woman has like written slanderous things about her family and all kinds of different people and stuff and like I know that doesn't mean that they should be executed or anything but she's way concerned about this person who objectively probably hasn't done all that much of good for her family mm-hmm. well I mean ask Benedict right so she she hijacks right, yeah. this uh, uh, carriage driver basically calls mm-hmm. an Uber and says look stay in this, keep the car in idle yep pays them and then they go to this alley this printing press mm-hmm. and we see this the the coach another carriage come riding down and penelope runs or not and eloise runs out into the street and she's mm-hmm. like stops this swooping assassin man from he's doing just, anything and all he does is just run down the street then he just runs past her pretty much <laughs> he's like what are you doing come on man yeah Trying to get the whistle down, and then uh, yeah, it's it's this weird like cartoon like character. <laughs> like a, yeah. does he even have a weapon or is he just a? I don't know. The scene was a little confusing because she's like sees some shadows and she's yelling at something, but then a carriage goes by her, and then this guy runs 
towards and it's like it's unclear what's but going basically, on basically exactly. basically she's she's acting as a witness so if anything ever happened right. this person this this yeah she saw the guy yeah so either way she leaves happy knowing that she saved delacroix's life yeah and then back at the the ball we see colin leaving and penelope is crying <laughs> uh but anyways though um the next day eloise is talking to benedict you know about delacroix you know where was she do, do you know where she's at and everything and he, he was like oh she was with me last night i knew she, where she was last night mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like wait so she wasn't she can't be whistled down if they're tracing her or tracking her down potentially yeah and and we see and we get some, some some narration from from mary poppins once again from julie andrews and we see who who it is it's none other than Penelope. Uh, Dave, did you see this coming? I didn't, and I thought it was lazy. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who say it makes sense, and I, I, I get them. Because, like, she is, you start thinking back to all the pieces of information she disseminates. She is there to kind of learn all those pieces of information. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense to me still. I mean, Delacroix doesn't make much sense in general. I can I can see it though because Delacroix at least is like around. But so but is, like, I mean Penelope is also talking to Eloise. Mm-hmm. She's around enough, I think, and I think she's kind of the the sort of runt stepsister of this sort of second fiddle family to begin with. So they're they're not always the center of attention. So I think it makes sense for it to be a a Featherington specifically her. Right, and and to be the one to to write slanderous things about her own family, but it, like she even says negative stuff about the Bridgertons too, and it's just like, it just starts making you think of the same thing about like Gossip Girl, like who is this sociopath who's tight with everyone, and then will write and put these horrible things out there. <laughs> That's Penelope. It, it really makes you think less of her as, as like a person. Like she's mm-hmm. just a horrible sociopath. Like who would willingly do this? And the glint that she has in her eye at the end of the episode is like, ah, I don't like her yeah and also, it, makes, it makes you wonder the genuineness of her attraction for colin because colin seems like a purely harmless man or boy yeah and for her to sort of be this you know social manipulator behind the scenes is very much not what he is about and it's not like it begins when you know she wants to let out the, the disseminate the information about marina she's always yeah. been kind of evil and, and she's been an emotional mess throughout the season. Like, she's even fumbling over words when she goes to talk to Colin. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the hang-up I have is just, you're telling me this girl, who we see crying every episode and upset, has the poise to write stuff that comes through, through the voice of Julie Andrews? Mm-hmm. And she's 17? Like, it's not the same, but Dave, like, when you were 17 writing your live journal, was it the voice of Michael Caine that was, like, narrating your oh, journal absolutely. entries? Absolutely. What did it sound like? I don't even. I, I'm not even gonna roll that. Hey, high school. <laughs> Talking about like all the teachers and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it just it just seems a bit of a stretch, and I I, I want to say it's lazy. I just think it's just like we're gonna need some more. We're gonna need some more whistle down next season. They need to do some more legwork to make me buy into this. <laughs> and it seems as though whistle down comes and goes with the season too like the implication is like until next year 
Lady Whistledown is out. Yeah, and, and also you just think about what was it last episode? She's up late at night helping Eloise with, or um, not Eloise, uh, Marina. Marina after drinking the tea, and it's like, how does she have time to even put out like a new piece, a new paper or whatever and stuff? Like, I just don't, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, the whole they do spend we we the the irony that she she must have been playing them all along because in the beginning of the season she doesn't know oh, anything sure. about making babies, and oh yeah, she is like a strong. I guess the one thing is she it does double down on the fact that she is a feminist who is an independent woman who's thinks on her own and is making decisions for herself. Right. But that's about all that as far as being satisfying. It, it, it's just all at the expense of everyone, you know, and care for potentially <laughs> anonymously. So I feel like we'll get to a point where she's exposed, but maybe not yet. Maybe no, there's well, multiple well, lady whistle downs too. I'm sure that's a plot that we'll have to deal with. I don't know. Reading in the book, uh, reading about the books, apparently they don't reveal who whistle down was until the fourth book in which it is revealed that it's Penelope. So they actually like really jumped the gun for the series here with revealing that. I mean, they had to do something. Ending with a baby would have been too easy. Yeah. So that is that. That is the explosive finale there of Bridgerton. And we'll see where next season goes, considering, yeah, the main storyline is wrapped up, but the Bridgerton drama is not altogether. Oh, there's plenty more drama. There's plenty of siblings to to pluck. Yeah, I think Featherington has the the biggest uh, uh, stuff to to follow up on. It's just going to be like a Rocky Five situation. Yeah, they're on the streets. Although I'd love to see uh, Will just rich all of a sudden. <laughs> well, I mean, do we know if Whistledown makes money? Because if it does, Penelope probably has a nice little nest egg going. I don't think it sells for money, right? It's just distributed. That's how everyone gets the information and stuff. That's true, but maybe there's ad space. <laughs> maybe maybe yeah like she should a, get some advertising like the high school newspaper there's like the love line and the and the on the valentine's day issue yeah perhaps who knows but was this but a that, good finale yeah i think this is actually a really good finale very and, well paced yeah it, it didn't feel overly long even though it was over an hour it, it just captured everything you needed in there and it actually left me interested for season two yeah, yeah, very well told, and, and, and they do a good job of compartmentalizing the storylines and leaving certain threads open and closing off some. Like, it wasn't it wasn't flawless, but it, knowing there's a season two, it doesn't have to be. Yeah, I mean, and they tell you at the end of the episode, Bridgerton will return for a season two. It's like, got it. Great. I'm not going anywhere, so I'll probably watch it. Cool. Just feed it to me, Netflix. Um, and we'll recap more of the season next week and stuff, but, uh, yeah, that, that's... That was a good finale. Yeah. Now, last week I threw down the gauntlet for the power mm-hmm. rankings. I said top five, bottom five. Oh, I did not do that. <laughs> okay, I did. So, uh, yeah, I made some cuts though. You made some yeah. cuts. Yeah. So, do you want me to start just, with my five and through, four? Yeah, yeah. You just do that. Okay. So on the negative side, my number five mm-hmm. is Will. Okay. Money's good. But his morals have been compromised. Some would say. Number four, Eloise. Okay. Because she spent the whole season trying to find Whistledown, and she thought she had it. She she put her life on the line intercepting this assassin, mm-hmm. and she was wrong. So... On the fringes of my down that I, I didn't rank, it would have been Eloise as one of them because she didn't mm-hmm. accomplish anything this season except run around in circles, 
and you know want to stand up for herself. We we did get a good moment this episode though, where she tells Daphne, she thanks Daphne, you know, for being the person that she is, like getting married. So it kind of takes the pressure off of her having to get married and stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, that's a nice moment. Um, but at the same time, yeah, Daphne doesn't accomplish much at all this season except for just go on about wanting to be <laughs> independent. Um, and the other person on the fringe is that the down would have been Penelope just because it just left such a sour taste in my mouth about her. Okay. This episode. Yeah. But I'll, I'll start. Number three going down for me, Lady Featherington. She's okay. without a husband. And uh, things look pretty rough for her. Uh-huh. She's got someone coming in to claim the estate. We'll see what happens with her next week. But oh, that is uh, rough. How about you, Dave? Who's three my, going My down? number three is Tony. Okay. Rough well, go. he's my number two. Hey, rough go, Tony. He yeah, tries, he, you know, he, he kind of. I, I think there's a big moment for him where he says, you know, I don't care about all this drama and expectations. I want to marry for love. And he's been looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, he shoots his shot, and uh, as you said, Dave, he's been looking for love in all the wrong places. <laughs> Bad luck. <laughs> Too many faces. Yeah, so number two going down for me is Tony, because he's just still all alone. Mm-hmm. Well, who's well, number two for you? My number two, Marina. Okay. Because, come on, every opportunity, every good thing that's come your way, you've swatted it down mm-hmm. or screwed it up. You have no dating back to the well. I mean, this is not a whole season encompassing, but in this episode, it's still she's still, you know, given the opportunity to sort of right this wrong morally. Maybe like we said, it's not the best love marriage. It's not, it's kind of weird, mm-hmm. but considering that she screwed everything up, she still did no go. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't really think much of her either. Which way? It's like well, she got out of there. But maybe we'll never see her again and have to deal with her unpleasant life i have a feeling um, she'll be back i don't i don't know i don't know i would number be fine if di- he wasn't yeah i think number one going down though it pretty easy for me is, is lord featherington he's dead <laughs> he made a bad bet <laughs> overall well my, my number one going down is lady featherington oh the wow lord, the lord doesn't deserve our, our time i lady think he does he squandered all their money <laughs> he's well he squandered he didn't squander the money he won them a lot of money but then got murdered and it all got stolen <laughs> <laughs> yeah well did the money get stolen I mean, he didn't spend it. I thought the family got to keep it. I mean, he delivered it at the house, at least. I think I think there's some something is afoot with that rest of that money. Okay, Either sure. he, All right. he had it on his person to keep it safe. Maybe. Either way, Lady Featherington, I think she's vain, and she doesn't learn. She's very similar to Marina, but she tries mm-hmm. to, even to the point where Marina is mourning the loss of the father of her child, and she's yeah. already trying to suck up to this guy's brother. Mm-hmm. On behalf of her family, like you know, she doesn't seem to. The Featheringtons don't seem to learn aside from Penelope. Like they're all sort of vain, bad people. And Penelope's not a sure. great. We learn she's not a great human either. Yeah. So well, well, well Dave, who do you have going up? So my f- number five uh-huh. is Lady Danbury because I think we see the scene where she explains to Daphne everything about Simon and how you know he sort of persevered and mm-hmm. and became a man. Very good scene. And then if it wasn't for her, Simon and Daphne's little dance in the rain would have had a bunch of spectators, and this yeah. big revelation would have not been allowed to happen. So, sure. Lady Danbury. Just doing the doing the work. Yes. And my number four is Benedict. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because the boy's sowing his wild oats. All right. Well, who, who's number three for you, Dave? My number three is Penelope. I think this is big. Oh, get out of here. She's whistled down. She's, she's been trash. The, she's the, doesn't matter. <laughs> 
if the bad guy wins the title, the bad guy's still the champion. It doesn't matter what's going on. I, I hope when this, they this reveal... This is not a, a game of morals. This is a game of who had the best that week. Penelope is number three. I just hope when they that when they reveal her next week, you just hear a strumming guitar, and it's just Flo Rida's whistle <laughs> song. <laughs> Blow the whistle. <laughs> Uh, but God. it's the orca- orchestral version, so it's like a heart. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's Penelope walking in. Well, at number three, Dave, I got Will. The dude won the purse, and he doesn't give a damn if he seems disrespect or like dishonorable at all to Simon. He's like, I got the money, and you don't. He, you're a bad husband. <laughs> Get out of here. That's it. Does that provide Will won. Me? He says, I got kids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he got, I got he kids. Has a kid, right? He has. Yeah, he actually. He absolutely has a kid. So yeah, he's got kids. So. That's his gimmick, and he's uh he won. He absolutely won. There's no way he's down. I don't know how you can his say that he went down. down. I think he's gonna pay Who for. Who cares about morals, man? Penelope has poor morals, and you have her up going up, man. Get she out didn't of here. Lose. She didn't lose the fight. Will didn't lose. He won <laughs> all he that money that Featherton was crowing about. Yeah, but now he can't go. Now he can't go fight honestly. Yes, he can. He's been he's compromised go. professionally. Oh, you're, you're just picking he, and choosing. He's less of a bankable star. That, you yeah, don't book the hogwash. loser. That is hogwash. Who, who's number two for you? Simon. Okay. He turned it around. He did. He did. He turned the beat around. Well, number two, I got Benedict. The dude's just having the, the best life. <laughs> he's living <laughs> the dream. Yeah, he's hooking up with Delacroix. He's he's not caring about how things are going any other which way. And you he's, know, he's, he's just pretty wildly progressive too. All things considered, that yeah, his boy I, is is a you know sort of out of the closet to him, and mm-hmm. he's he's never questioning it you know he's never like this yeah. oh man i really should i should stop going to these parties i should stop hanging out with these people he's just like nah, man, keep the turn, and, let's keep going and considering we barely even like saw this guy until like the third episode of the season like he barely played played a role at all it's kind of like why wasn't he just there more mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier in the season benedict's great he's just a chill dude who's just like hooking up with delacroix bro yeah doing dude. my thing <laughs> wild oats dude <laughs> yeah these oats are great um Number one, though, Dave. I mean, it's Daphne, right? Uh, well, I'm splitting it between Daphne and Simon. It, it really is the both of them coming together. To make it is, one but hole. I feel like Daphne, Daphne gets what she's always wanted. Simon True. concedes and realizes the error in his ways. I think Daphne turns Simon, Simon to... more than Simon turns Daphne. At the same time, it's such a huge lift for Simon to get over his like childhood tr- drama. Mm-hmm. You know, I, well, I mean, I had to fill trauma, five like... slots, so. Well. I did. I, I did the typical way, and you're 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 guilty of having splits at the top, anyways. Either. So. Oh yeah, it's not the first time we've had splits. So Daphne and Simon, you guys earned it. I hope you have a great honeymoon. Well, you already, whatever you already had a honeymoon. They already had a honeymoon. Hope you just have a great life. I think yeah. they will. I think we'll never. Raja see Jean, it. come back, bro. Raja come Jean, back. Man, we got to see that butt one more time. <laughs> you know the women were just hoping they would get one more glimpse of this episode, or men. You know, anyone. They were just the people attracting this man. The fans wanted to see more of that button. They're just not going to get it. They're going to miss it. But, I mean, kudos to him. He doesn't have to deal with all the COVID shutdowns over there. He's just, you, you guys, up. yeah, Doing you guys got what you squats. wanted, and he's he's just going to go live his life now. So good for him. So there you have it. That's Bridgerton. Bridgerton. And, and we'll recap it, uh, the whole season as a whole, next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Dave, this week for the Patreon, we have a special episode, right? That's true. Uh, the the guest we talked about it last week, but it's official. We're yes the the Dan Stevens uh, movie from twenty fourteen, uh, horror action. And I think 
you know, we'll, we'll talk about that movie a bit on the Patreon episode, but I think more than anything, we'll also be uh, breaking down uh, Dan Stevens' career and the trajectory of it <laughs> after Downton. There's a, there's a lot to unpack there. Okay. Well, I mean, I didn't prepare any of that. so this. Well, is, we're this... ready to talk about it. So anyways, <laughs> that's there for you listeners if you're interested. But um, Dave, you been watching anything else this past week? Um, a little bit. I, I think I, I watched like one episode of The Sopranos. You know, I'm slowly chugging through Sopranos. I'm in season four, halfway through. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was out hiking with our, our good buddy, Alec, who's been on a couple episodes. And he said, I said, anybody doing anything later tonight? And he says, I'm going to see The Green Knight. You want to come? <laughs> and I said, do I want to come? I've been, I, I love, you know, if I don't know if I've talked about it here on this podcast, but I'm a big fan of uh, A24. And yeah, movies, pretty much... Yep. Most of their movies are like on my like god tier of the 2010s, so I was like, I gotta go see this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, you saw it too, right, Corey? I, I did. I went and saw it on Sunday. I bought a ticket to the left of the theater to sit by myself, and then lo and behold, I get in there and a guy bought a ticket next to mine in this half empty theater, and he wasn't wearing a mask. So oh. I just moved and sat a couple sets seats away. It's like, have you not read the news at all, man? It's like. It's already risky enough that we're going to the movies. Why would you buy a ticket next to me in this half-empty theater and then choose to not wear a mask? Like, we per- we purposely booked a corner of a row. Mm-hmm. There were four of us. Yeah. And left room because we saw another party three seats mm-hmm. down. So we left one empty seat. And I was mm-hmm. the guy at the end. So I was really excited to have the empty seat. Somebody yep. took the empty seat. Was he wearing a mask next to you? It was a middle-aged lady. And I I don't. I don't. I was, you know, I was too too grumpy to, to side-eye. I'm I'm locked in on this stuff, so I was just like, "Uh, um, what'd you think of the movie, Dave?" I thought it was it was one of the like pretty much every A24 movie. The more I sit on it, the more I really enjoyed it. Let, yeah. the th- so we left the theater, and this old man came up to us mm-hmm. with a cane, hunched over, like a character mm-hmm. from an A24 movie, and he's like, "You sure. guys understood it, right?" And we're like, <laughs> "Yeah, we did." And he's like. Okay then, and just walked away. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, Did there's a lot like of metaf- I, I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I I, I like the visuals in it a lot. Mm-hmm. I think it lays on thick a lot of its allegory and, and metaphors and stuff. But and I mean, I'm it's, very much. It's a medieval story, so that's what that's that's how they do it. Yeah, there's two like um, uh, middle-aged black ladies walking out of the theater afterwards, and they're like, "Why you gotta have all the metaphors? Just cut the head off!" And I was just like, "I kind of." kind of agree with that but at the same time i the movie is definitely a certain kind of vibe and it, it saw through its own mission of what it was trying to do and i respect mm-hmm. that good cast great cast great cast uh laura croft just, is really good alicia vikander yeah the movie just lays on just a little bit thick but um yeah i i don't think anyone could watch it and not feel like they wasted like it's not a waste of time at all you, you'll definitely yeah, feel like definitely. You, you got your your time's worth what about you've been watching anything else Olympics still, but uh, okay, <laughs> yeah, I think we, we should wrap this episode though, Dave. We got we got more to re- talk about with the we're, guests. Yeah, we're stuff. doing the guests right after we're done recording this. So I haven't even eaten, eaten dinner, so let's let's get going. <laughs> All right, well, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Gmail, iTunes, learning review, uh, website on Podbean. It's all out there. T T Public. We got merch. Patreon. It, where we're, where we're going to review the guests so all that yeah. and then some and we'll catch you next time on the pod <laughs>